What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Hauk, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. All right, everybody, what's up? Today is Thursday. It is October 6th. We are in the middle of watching Thursday Night Football, if you can call it that. The Broncos and the Colts are supposedly playing a football game. It is to 6-3 going into the start of the second half. We're a few plays in. Uh, how are you feeling about all this, Rich? I know we've, we've both got some heavy investment and some players on these teams. I don't know if we can call this a football game just yet. Maybe they get going in the second half. That's the hope, but uh, this is a boring game. And Russell Wilson just got sacked on second and ten. It's now going to be third and like 16. He fumbled that too and got it back. Luckily, he recovered it. Been a couple of fumbles that their own teammates have recovered. Melvin Gordon, uh, that wasn't a fumble, but he still put the ball on the ground. But luckily, his knee was down. Alec Pierce fumbled, recovered by Paris Campbell. Matt Ryan fumbled, recovered by his offensive lineman. Russell Wilson just recovered his own fumble. So a lot of balls on the ground. Uh, one interception, so not a lot of like fumbles lost, though. Uh, anyway, we're going to be recapping week four in the NFL fantasy season as we go through watching Thursday night football again. Kind of a new thing we're doing. We might do not Monday night football next week instead. Is that Mike Boone? Is he 26? Yeah, Mike Boone. All these... Okay. We'll get into that later. Yeah, no Southern Judy. <laughs> let's start with the recap with Thursday night football. Cincinnati Bengals versus Miami Dolphins. You want to take us through this uh, points there, Rich? Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so for the Bengals we had Joe Burrow with 20.08 points uh, Tyler Boyd 7.62 T Higgins 25.4 big game from Higgins Joe Mixon 17.4 Jamar Chase 12.1 and Hayden Hurst had 11.7 flip it over to the Dolphins side uh, we had Tyree Kill with a big game 25.9 a bit of a disappointing game for Jalen Waddle with 5.9 uh, Tua, obviously, we all saw what happened at this point. Uh, he finished with zero. Is that he right? didn't play because he was out because of the concussion. You're right. I'm getting that confused with the week before. Hold so on. So Teddy Bridgewater was the starter. Got 10.82 points. It was Thursday night football. That was the game he got hurt. Oh, then he played and got knocked out. Or yeah. no. He, oh, yeah, you're right. He still had zero points, whatever. You're right, he got knocked out of that game. Yeah. That was the game he got hurt the yeah. second time around. Did he have zero points? I don't know. That's what I saw. That just made my head hurt. <laughs> yeah, you were, no, you were right. That's uh, Everything's all blending together. Let me double check and see what he did. Uh, well, he had 110 yards with an interception. And, yeah, so I imagine that probably cancels any points he had. Okay. So he might have had, what, point? No, yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. My, Two points, maybe. I mean, we'll move on. They're not a big the, deal. The, all right. Tua Tagovailoa has been ruled out for week five yeah. anyway. He's injured. He's in the concussion protocol. Yeah. He probably shouldn't have played in Thursday night football. Absolutely not. Jalen Waddle suffered when Teddy Bridgewater went in. 5.9 points. Mike Gusecki, 4.3 points. Raheem Mostert, 10.1. Chase Edmonds, 10 points. Uh, Tyree Kills, the only guy you're locking in and, and starting. You know, Mostert or Edmonds, if you you know want to take a risk, if you suffered a running back injury, you could throw them out there. But I'm not, I'm not trying to get them into my lineup. On the flip side, T. Higgins also still dealing with a little bit of an injury, but he's been playing through it. Uh, this one seems to be a little less serious than 
the ones before. Hayden Hurst also dealing with an injury. We'll keep an eye on that. I'm not how ser serious that is, but Hayden Hurst is a viable low end tight end one. T. Higgins, if he's playing, you're starting him. Jamar Chase, you're still starting him, even with the 12.1 points. And Joe Mixon, obviously, you're starting him as a running back with how disappointed everybody's been. Cincinnati Bengals seem to be getting back on track. Dolphins look like they could struggle if they're out with no Tua Tugavailoa. Following that, we have the 9 o'clock game in London between the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. The Vikings happen to pull this one out. Justin Jefferson finally comes back, 31 points. Kirk Cousins, 12.9 points. K.J. Osborne doesn't, uh, disappears after having the big catch last week to give them the game-winning touchdown. He only has 1.5 points this week. Adam Thielen, 15.2. Dalvin Cook, 10.6. Alexander Madison, 8.8. .8. They were kind of split in time with Dalvin Cook a little bit banged up, neither one of them. Dalvin Cook's been a major disappointment this season so far. I'm not sure how much better this is going to get. This seems to be a consistent thing now. Irv Smith Jr., 5.3 points at tight end. You can do better at tight end, hopefully. Uh, there's a few situations where I'm stuck with Irv Smith. But on the flip side of that, Jameis Winston didn't play due to a back injury. Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas also missed last I'm sorry, Jarvis Landry played. Michael Thomas missed last week due to an injury. Chris Olave still got 16.7 points. Andy Dalton, 13.74 Marquez Callaway, 8.3. Taysom Hill, 8.1. And Latavius Murray, who's operating as the running back with Alvin Kamara out, was 13.5 points. Latavius Murray just got signed onto the Broncos. So he's no longer with New Orleans Saints, which is kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of weird considering he just, you know, serviced them pretty well in this past game. But anyway. Chris Olave's uh, a lineup lock. You can put him in and start there. Obviously, he's still produced with Andy Dalton out there. Jameis Winston comes back. It should be a little bit better. Uh, I'm nervous about anybody else there. Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, especially with them being banked up. Starting Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen's a viable flex player, wide receiver, too. It seems like at this point, he keeps getting peppered with garbage time targets that just you know accumulate into points in PPR leagues. Anything else from this game for you, Rich? Uh, no, I think you covered it. All right, you want to take us through the Bills and Ravens? Yeah, it was a 23-20 uh, win for Buffalo. Um, Josh Allen, 23.52 points. Uh, Devin Singletary, 11.6. Isaiah McKenzie, 12.1, but he did get banged up in there. Um, not sure his status going forward this week. Um, Stephon Diggs, 10.2 points. Dawson Knox, 7. Uh, he looks like he's a little banged up, too. Uh, Khalil Shakir, after stepping in for Isaiah McKenzie, he had 4.3 points. Uh, Gabe Davis, a little disappointing, 2.3. On the other side of this game, we had the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 13.06. Mark Andrews, 3.5. Uh, you expect a little bit more out of that duo. Uh, Devin Duvernay, 9.1. Uh, big game from J.K. Dobbins, 22.3. And Justice Hill with 7.7. It was nice seeing J.K. Dobbins back and being effective on the football field again. How would you feel about uh, what Dobbins uh, did out there? I, I like that he was productive out there. I'm a little nervous because he's banged up again this week on their injury report, although I believe it's the same injury he's been playing through. Uh, both Isaiah McKenzie and Dawson Knox were limited in practice. Isaiah McKenzie, or I'm sorry, Dawson Knox got a foot-slash-hamstring injury. Isaiah McKenzie's uh, going through concussion protocol. So... If Isaiah McKenzie's out, Khalil Shakir obviously would step in there alongside Gabe Davis, who was playing banged up so far this season, although he appears to be off the injury report, so he may be back to 100%. That'd be good for him. Colts are really leaning on this uh, rookie guy here. Deion Jackson. Jackson. Deion Jackson. Yep. 
wish they were this effective when they were using Jonathan Taylor out there. But, uh, yeah, and then on the flip side of that, I think I'd be, I'm nervous. I've actually dropped Rashad Bateman in a few leagues. He's just not getting enough volume out there, despite supposedly being the number one wide receiver on the team. There's just not a lot of hope. There's not a lot of passing volume going to any one particular person in that offense. And he's pretty much just a big play dependent on a touchdown in some leagues where I needed to grab, you know, running backs because DeAndre Swift is out and Jonathan Taylor is out and Javante Williams is out and all these great running backs are out. I had to go somewhere else to grab a running back, so I had to drop somebody, and that ultimately meant, you know, dropping Rashad Bateman. Yeah, Bateman's an interesting case because I was, I was looking at some stats earlier. He's tops in, in some good stats that you look for, like yards per route run. Um, a couple of them, actually. I should have wrote down that they're escaping me at the moment. Um, but he's just not seeing a ton of time on the field. He's only playing, like, two-thirds of the snaps. So um, it's just an interesting case, a guy who's productive when he gets the opportunity, but he's just not getting the opportunity. Stefan Diggs, a little bit disappointing with 10.2 points. I'm thankful I was playing Stefan Diggs last week in Dynasty. He pulled out the dub, defeated somebody who was undefeated in our Dynasty League. Hooray for me. Uh, you're still starting Stephon Diggs. You're still starting Josh Allen, who had, like you said, 23 points last week. Yeah, they're lineup locks. Singletary seems to be emerging as the running back that they're going to with the Buffalo Bills. He's a low-end RB2. And then you're still starting Lamar Jackson. And Mark Andrews had a disappointing game. He's had some big games before that, though. You're still starting Mark Andrews if you've got him. And J.K. Dobbins, again, keep an eye out on the injury report to see how he's doing this week. All right, takes us into the next game. We have the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Cowboys win 25-10. to 10. That big game from CeeDee Lamb, 21.7 points. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott with 10.1. Cooper Rush with a very serviceable 17.62. Tony Pollard, 1.8. Or 10.5, I'm not sure we have two numbers listed there. Um, Noah Brown, 9.1. Uh, Michael Gallup, 10.4. Tony yeah. Pollard at 1.8. I'm not sure what the 10.5 was for. Okay, Tony Pollard 1.8. On the flip side, uh, Jahan Dotson, 13.3 points, but it looks like he's banged up. Um, Terry McLaurin, 3.5. Curtis Samuel, 7.8. Antonio Gibson, 9.3. J.D. McKissick, 8.6. Carson Wentz, 7.3. And Washington offense is not looking good. Antonio Gibson's not getting the touches either, man. It's, it's looking like he could be near the end. Brian Robinson has been activated to the practice window, so they have 21 days to activate him to this roster, which is our concern at the beginning of the season. Antonio Gibson was that Brian Robinson was going to replace him. Like you said, this offense seems to have fallen off from what it was. Jahan Dotson didn't practice again today on Thursday, so that's the second missed day of practice in a row. He could be out this week. That would benefit Terry McLaurin. But... Curtis Samuel is also a little bit banged up. I don't believe it's that serious. I think he's still going to be playing. Let me double-check his status real quick. Sorry, I should have had that available. Oh, nope. Curtis Samuel did not practice today either. So if Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson are out, that's good news for Terry McLaurin. But I am not starting. I know Carson Wentz was talked about as a streaming option. I think you can move on from that at this point. Yeah, it's dead. Antonio Gibson. <laughs> How long that last two weeks? <laughs> yeah. Antonio Gibson, I don't know. It's very nervous starting Antonio Gibson, like you said. It feels like they're really trying to move on from him. I don't think Brian Robinson's going to play this week. 
But it's coming. So, He's coming in the future. He's right around the corner. So if someone's willing to trade you some for Antonio Gibson, uh, get it now. On the flip side of that, CeeDee Lamb's finally emerging as the wide receiver one he's supposed to be, thank God. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard are both uninspiring. Michael Gallup had a nice first game back from injury with 10.4 points. Dallas Cowboys continue to somehow win games with Cooper Rush at quarterback. That being said, it's not like they've been playing some outstanding teams these past few weeks with Cooper Rush. So we'll see what happens when they face the Birds in week six. All right, next game, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Houston Texans. Los Angeles Chargers get back on track finally, pull it out 34-24 to over the Houston Texans. Keenan Allen didn't play in this game. He's injured. I still think Keenan Allen is injured again. I'm not sure if he's playing this week as well. It seems like it's kind of a serious thing with him. Uh, you want to take us the rest through that while I look this up? Uh, yeah, where did you leave off? Keenan Allen? Yeah. So Mike Williams had 19 points. Solid day for Mike Will. Uh, Justin Herbert, 21.1 points. Huge game from Austin Eckler, 34.9. About time. Eckler owners rejoice, man. Three touchdowns, huge day, take it. Gerald Everett, 17 points, but he's popped up, popping up on the injury report. Uh, Josh Palmer, 3.5 points. On the flip side for the Texans, Nico Collins, 11.2. Brandon Cook, solid day, 18.7. Nice bounce back for Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Damian Pierce, uh, Damian Pierce, excuse me. Uh, 25.9 points, big game for Pierce. Securing that uh, running back one role there. Yep, Rex Burke had 14.9 points, and uh, Davis Mills, 13.84. So I think it's kind of disappointing that the it doesn't seem like since Keenan Allen's gone out, there's been two wide receivers that have been consistently uh, successful. We could see either Mike Williams or Josh Palmer, not both of them. Gerald Everett, you can start a tight end, I mean... He just keeps putting up points. He yeah. seems to be the second target there with Keenan Allen out. If Keenan Allen comes back, I'd probably be starting Keenan Allen. Josh Palmer and Mike Williams make me nervous because I'm not sure. I guess you're starting Mike Williams. I'm not sure what Josh Palmer's role is going to be with Keenan Allen back. But, uh, again, it could be, they're high-risk, high-reward plays there, Mike Williams and Josh Palmer. So I'd play them in my flex, not as like a wide receiver too. And if you have somebody a little bit more with a safer floor with some upside, I'd probably go with them. Damian Pierce, uh, you can start as an RB2 essentially at this point moving forward. Uh, and as crazy as that sounds with how bad running back is this year so far. Uh, the Colts kicked a field goal at some point and tied it up 6-6. Six to six. That's nice. Some news first. Yeah, it'd be nice if something could get going in this game. But Davis Mills has been disappointing this year. I know a lot of people are expecting some bigger things from him, but... I mean, He's not looking like the guy, man. No. He's not. So... We'll see. The Texans look like they're going to be picking pretty high in the draft this upcoming season. So let's move on to the next game, a game between the two of the division rivals of the Texans, Tennessee Titans and Indianapolis Colts, 24-17. Was that a pass? And Corliss Sutton and Hinton were fighting over it? Or no, Washington? They were, They both, what? That was crazy. Portland Sutton, right? Yeah, Sutton just took it from just uh, took that pass. from everybody. There's two defenders and another Broncos wide receiver right there for the ball. He just went up and took it from all of them. He took them from twelve. He said, "I need them so yards." That, well, that's all of us. <laughs> and the Colts player tripped over the that ref. That was a hundred percent intended oh. for Washington. And Sutton took it. <laughs> Sutton straight abandoned his route, came over and snatched the ball out of Wash. Oh, his own safety. You got tripped hand. by the ref. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> the ref tripped the Colts safety. 
Oh man, that was a great play. What is oh, going on? Oh my god. Thursday if, Night Football, man. If they, yeah, they gave it, they called it, they designed a, uh, an end around for Hinton or Washington after that. Keep calling him the ball. Yeah, if Washington. you guys can go back and watch the play that started around 7 minutes and 30 seconds of the third quarter of Thursday Night Football, if there's one play you watch, that's the play to go watch. That first down there. That was funny. Alright, that might be the most entertaining thing in this game. The Titans and the Colts last week, though. Derek really showed the replay. The ref, the ref just fell, bro. The ref the whole fell. Play up. He fell and literally took that Colts. Yeah, they're showing safety. the ref. He's trying not to look at the camera. That's wild. That's great. Titans won 24 17 over the Colts. Derek Henry uh, looked like he was returning to form 23.7 points. Not much going in that passing game still. Ryan Tannehill, 14.38 points. Robert Woods, 13 points. He's a viable flex play at this point, but not much more. Not a whole lot of upside there really either. Traylon Burks is injured. It looks like he could miss some time. They're not. It doesn't look like they put on my R, but they said it, he could miss some time, so that usually indicates a few weeks at least. So we'll see what's going on with Traylon Burks. Chagosium Okonkwo caught a touchdown, I believe, or he got 12.8 points. Yeah, he did have a touchdown. Whatever. I'm not. Don't worry about Chagosium Okonkwo. So you're starting Derrick Henry. I'm not really using Ryan Tannehill. And Robert Woods is a low upside flex play. On the flip side of that, Moali Cox caught two touchdowns, 26.5 points. Was It two, It was two, right? Two touchdowns, yeah. Two touchdowns from Moali Cox. The Colts seem to be really intent on using their tight ends over their wide receivers. Not really sure why. This seems to be a theme. They're not doing so much of it in this game, though. They're peppering Alec Pierce with all these random little check down passes, which I'll take. It's getting me points in my Dynasty League. Jelani Woods, 4.3 points. Matt Ryan, 17.84 points. Matt Ryan looks awful. I'm not. You should not be starting Matt Ryan. He looks bad. Can't get the ball down the field. He's slow. He's just taking sacks. He's just, like, accepting that he's going to be sacked. Michael Pittman had a down game, 6.1 points. He's not having a much better game this week. Jonathan Taylor, 3.3 points, suffered an injury. We already know he's out for this game. And he might miss next week as well. We're not sure. We'll see about that. Alec Pierce had 12 points last week. Like I said, he's got some points so far this week. And then Kylan Grayson, another tight end with 10.2. I don't. You never know which tight end it's going to be for the Indianapolis Colts, so you can't confidently start any of them. So I'd stay away. Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor were the only two players from this team I was starting when Jonathan Taylor is healthy. And Michael Pittman, for the time being, I think you just have to ride it out. That was an awful throw. Broncos are going to settle for another field goal in the red zone. So frustrating, dude. Man, they can't punch it in the end zone. No, they can't. Oh man, this is a horrible game. One of the more interesting games, though, from last week was the Seattle Seahawks versus the Detroit Lions, 48-45. to Talk about game. a shootout, man. Starter Smith. You want to take us through these points there? Yeah, hey, Starter Smith with a huge game, 31.7 points. Uh, DK Metcalf, 21.9. The field goal was just blocked by the Colts. Let's go. I got the Colts D in one of my redraft leagues. Wow. Okay. Tyler Lockett, 13.1 points. Rashad Penny with a big game, 28.7. But looks he, he picked up uh, an injury. He's popped up on the injury report. We'll have to check his double status. Double check. I believe it's a chest injury. I think he played through it last week. Okay. Uh, we'll I'll double check, check on that. that. All right. And uh, Will Disley with 13.9 points. On the flip side, for the Detroit Lions, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown did not play. We know that. 
Uh, Jared Goff with a huge game, 33.22. Penny was a full participant today in practice, so so he's good to go. Okay. It was a shoulder injury. Josh Reynolds, 21.1 points. Jamal Williams, 23.9. And TJ Hawkinson with a measly (laughs) 39.9. Finally. (laughs) It's about time, right? It's a huge game for him. Sad because I know a lot of people probably had benched him at that point because he hadn't done much for the first few weeks. Uh, it already looks like Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift are both going to miss this upcoming game as well. Josh Reynolds, I don't believe, practiced again today. DJ Chark seems to be the only healthy wide receiver there. He'd be a viable flex play. DJ Hawkinson no, again. Big yeah, game. No Amon Ross St. Brown and no Josh Reynolds. DJ Chark is a solid flex play, and TJ Hawkinson again will probably be highly involved in the passing game. He'd also be uh, starting Jamal Williams as an RB2. On the flip side of that, it's hard to really trust the Seattle Seahawks. I feel, I don't know. I feel like the that's going to be the highlight of that team right there, that 48-45 to 45 win over the Detroit Lions. Like, I don't know the next time they're getting 48 points. So you're still probably starting DK Metcalf, Tylock, and Rashad Penny, but I would temper expectations. And Geno Smith, I mean, at this point, with how disappointing a lot of the other top quarterbacks have been, he's a viable low-end quarterback, too, in a 12-team league. You know, if you're somebody who, like me who has Russell Wilson and didn't happen to get a, a backup quarterback in the draft, you might be looking to grab Geno yeah, Smith. Awesome. Yeah, I just went and I picked up Trevor Lawrence this week um, in the redraft. I had, uh, I had originally went with... I've been I've cycled through like four or five quarterbacks at this point, but I, I moved off the Matt Stafford train. Uh, Giving yeah. Trevor Lawrence a, a roll this week, we'll see what happens. He just looks bad, man. Quarterback's I just, I been tough this year. I don't know what he's doing though. Like he just he's making bit. He's so focused on getting the ball to Cooper Cup that he's missing other wide yeah. receivers. And like I know, like every other show I hear keeps like ripping Allen Robinson. Then I go and I look, and it's like Allen Robinson seems like he's open online. And like I know, like he. Like, he's not wide open, but he's open enough where you can get him the ball if you actually are going through your progressions and looking at it. He just doesn't seem to be seeing He keeps trying to force feed to Cooper Cup. That's how come they got the interception in that game. That really turned the game around for them. That was a stinker of a game, too, man. That was really disappointing from them. But uh, let's move on to the next game, the Atlanta Falcons versus the Cleveland Browns. The Falcons pull out a victory here, 23-20. to Big news is Cordero Patterson goes down with an injury. He's going to go on IR. He's going to miss four weeks at least. What? This would be a break. I'm saying this is eight if we're splitting in two. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Cut that. Uh, what? We cut that. Oh, this is where we're going to break. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, after this game, we can just oh, cut the gotcha, saying. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So, Cordero Patterson got hurt in this game. He's going on IR. He's going to miss four games. Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley stepped in. Algier got 11.4 points. Caleb Huntley got 11.6. He scored a touchdown to get his points. Algier seemed to be the lead back there. Marcus Mariota didn't do much. 3.86 points. Drake London, 3.7 points. And Kyle Pitts, 3.5. Down day for the passing attack there in the Atlanta Falcons. But they're playing the Cleveland Browns who, you know, tend to be run heavy and have a little bit of a slower pace of get, uh, play for a game. So... I just imagine going forward, the Falcons are going to be down continuously, and they're going to need to throw more than they did in this past game. Tyler Algier seems like he's going to be the starter there going forward. You can pick him up and stash him. I'd be nervous about starting him this week, though, until I actually see how good of his role is. They're also playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. Is that a catch? Uh, No. Uh, Matt Ryan has thrown another interception. 
Oh my god. On the flip side of that, David Njoku got 9.7 points. He's had some good weeks. I mean, 9.7, if that's a down week for him, I'll take that from my tight end. That's some good weeks out of a lot of other tight ends at the moment. Amari Cooper really disappointed at 1.9 points after having two back-to-back killer weeks. He comes in with a dud. That's going to happen occasionally for wide receivers. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 12.1 points. I'm not buying this. This happens all the time. He'll have a game where he's useful, and then he's going to go back to having a donut or 1.4 points. Don't put Donovan Peoples-Jones in your lineup. Jacoby Brissett, 14.96 points. Not using Jacoby Brissett. Nick Chubb continues to be the most consistent and impressive running back out there. 20.7 points. Pretty sure he's still RB1. Kareem Hunt, 8.8 points. It just seems like they've really gone with using Nick Chubb more. The game script has been a little bit more favorable for them where they they don't have to be throwing as much. They haven't really gotten to a lot of high-scoring shootouts other than that one game with the Jets. However, that was the Jets kind of coming back later on. And Nick Chubb had scored three touchdowns in that game, so... The Atlanta Falcons a little bit surprising. I'm a little dis- I'm disappointed, obviously, from Drake London, but again, I think that will improve. I think you're still starting Drake London. Kyle Pitts is getting really disappointing. I think it's getting to the point where you might need to start bench Kyle Pitts and try to find something else at tight end, see if, like, Tyler Conklin's available or something like that. But, uh, I don't know. Any final thoughts about that or any advice on, you know, players that we talked about that, like, you feel you could probably... I mean, there are some players back there that we've talked about that are droppable at this point that I, you know... I said I've dropped Rashad Bateman in a league where I needed to... You probably drop, you know, Tony Pollard if necessary for you using him. And I know he was an RB's, you know, zero RB strategy target. Josh Palmer, I think, is droppable. Or droppable. I think if Keenan Allen comes back, again, yeah, it'll be yeah. Keenan Allen and Mike Palmer's Williams, wrong, and he's yeah. been disappointing with his role. Uh, you're still holding on to Taylor and Pittman. I wouldn't drop either of them. No. No way. Uh, anybody else that we're looking at that you're thinking is droppable? You're still hanging on to Jalen Waddle. You know, Tua Tagovailoa will be back at some point. Hopefully that'll improve for them. But, um... Other than that, I think that's going to wrap it up for the early slate of games, and we are going to call it a break for this episode, and then we are going to come back with a second episode for you, kind of do a little bit of a some shorter episodes and a little bit more attention to the game that's going on. It looks like there was a deep shot to Jerry Judy in the end zone that didn't complete, 4th and 10. And the Broncos are going to try and kick another field goal. It's just outrageous what happens on this play. This is how we'll close out the podcast. Throw a deep, like a corner route to Judy. Just overthrow him. Judy's just like two steps away from being able to get there for that pull. I don't know if that was an overthrow. If Judy needs to hustle a little bit more on that one. You know, Judy's my guy, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to be fair and objective when I'm seeing things. But that's going to do it for this episode. We're going to be back with a second episode. Until next time, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your audio podcast. Until next time, peace out. Later, guys.